0: And good morning, Real Presence Live listeners, on a beautiful Friday. This is Nick Medelsky coming to you live from Waseca, Minnesota, the land of the fertile soil. Such a pleasure to be with you this morning. We have some wonderful guests coming up today. And we're going to be talking about uh, baptism for the first hour. And uh, after that, a conversion story, a beautiful conversion story. And then finally, about an upcoming uh, charismatic conference here in the Diocese of Winona, Rochester. And as we're uh, kind of Holy Spirit focus today. I think it was uh, you know it's appropriate to say the prayer I normally pray uh, when we are on air together. So in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Heavenly King, Advocate, Spirit of Truth, who are everywhere present and fill all things, Treasury of blessings, Bestower of life, come and dwell within us, cleanse us of all that defiles us, no good one, save our souls, Amen. In the Name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Uh, So, as I said before the prayer, when we were uh, getting ready for the broadcast together, uh, we are going to be talking about the sacrament of baptism for the first hour of our show. Uh, The first half, we're going to uh, talk more about uh, baptism in and of itself. and the second half, around 9.30 or so, we're going to be talking about how to better explain that sacrament to our children. Uh, So, an exciting first hour about baptism, and I'm excited to welcome our first guest, Deacon Jack Lavalla, who's a deacon here in the Diocese of Winona, Rochester, at St. Charles Borromeo Parish in St. Charles, Minnesota. Welcome, Deacon.
1: Well, thank you. Good morning, and I appreciate being here.
0: And you might uh, recognize Deacon. He was on with me uh, for Thursday of the recent fall live drive, um, and I I apologized a little bit when I invited him on because uh, he's he's such an amazing guest that uh, you know sometimes during pledge drive we spend a lot of time giving out the phone number and reading off pledges, which is important, uh, but sometimes he also. I uh, feel bad for the guests, uh, so I promised I'd have Deacon Jack on again uh, for a real conversation, a real honest-to-goodness interview. Um, so, uh, Deacon Jack, for those who uh, didn't tune in, uh, didn't catch that portion, could you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: Sure. My name is uh, Deacon Jack LaValla, and I was uh, ordained um, in the Diocese of Winona, Rochester on August 23rd of 2020, so... Been a deacon for a little over a year, and uh, my assignment is to serve at uh, the parish of Saint Charles Borromeo, and also at um, uh, Saint, or excuse me, at uh, Holy Redeemer in Yoda, Minnesota. So those are the the parishes that uh, that I serve at, and I work with uh, Father Tim Biron there. So very blessed, and my wife and I live in Saint Charles, and are. And our children are close, which is wonderful, and uh, grandchildren, so we're very fortunate.
0: Awesome, awesome. Well, uh, again, thank you for joining us this morning, and I'm kind of excited you get to help kick us off for the next uh, seven Fridays, well, I guess next six after today, uh, we're going to be discussing the sacraments of the Church, the seven sacraments of the Church. And so today we're starting, where they all start with baptism, uh, but before we start talking too much, I guess, specifically about baptism, what are sacraments?
1: Well, it's interesting. Uh, I'll just start with a little anecdotal um, comment from a priest. Um, years ago, when I was at a, a retreat, um, a priest, actually, he was of the, of the Diocese of Winona, said that he liked to think of the sacrament as, or us uh, Catholics, as the tools that we have in our toolbox, that will help us to get to heaven, and um, so I like to think about it that way. I thought it was a very good way to say it, and and how we use those, I think, is uh, you know to our benefit. Um, and a sacrament, of course, what, what we know a sacrament to be is is actually an outward or a physical sign, um, and it's instituted by Christ um, that provides grace, and uh, that sacramental grace. Um, puts us in communion with God at a permanent disposition. Um, if we use it in such a way, then we can get to heaven and help others, of course, achieve that heavenly homeland. So that's what our goal would be of a sacrament, which has that physical sign, which we'll be talking about, but also the sacramental grace, which is so important, and it comes directly from Jesus. And we, and we know that to be true in our Catholic faith.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so the, the sacrament of baptism, there's a lot that we're going to talk about. There's a lot to unpack in it, uh, frankly. Uh, so maybe let's start with what is the purpose of the sacrament of baptism? I know it, that might seem kind of apparent on its face, but I don't know how often we actually think about baptism in depth. We, I think a lot of us just think of baptism as something you got to do to get going. You know, <laughs> something that you should do um, but maybe some of us might not have thought more in depth about it so what is the purpose of the sacrament of baptism
1: well and we know that baptism is the first sacrament of initiation our sacraments and you'll learn more about this of course as you go through your series but uh, we have three sacraments of initiation that are baptism uh, the eucharist and confirmation and um, baptism really is basically the gateway sacrament that basically opens the door um, to the other sacraments. But what it does is it claims it claims the individual for Jesus, and it actually gives us the opportunity um, to be a member of Jesus' family, uh, through which we are freed from our sin, and we gain life in the Spirit. And Jesus was very clear about that when he was speaking uh, with Nicodemus. He said, those that are not born of the water of water and the Spirit cannot enter heaven. And so we want to make sure that we have that opportunity. And so when we're claimed for Christ right away in the beginning of our life, or when that happens, maybe for a catechumen who would come to join the Church at a later time, we are making a statement that we want to be a member of Jesus' family and be open to those graces that will be poured out to us in baptism.
0: Absolutely, um, and uh, just a second, blanked out there mentally for a second. Apologies on that. Um, so, uh, as you sort of mentioned there, um, the the sacrament of baptism is uh, biblical, right? Um, but not just in the New Testament, right? We, you mentioned about the you know how Christ uh, tells Nicodemus about having to be baptized um, in order to enter the kingdom, right? All those who have um, you know, died uh, and have risen in Christ. You know, Saint Paul says that in the New Testament, but it's also kind of uh, prefigured in the Old Testament. In fact, there's that word um, typology, right, and types that people talk about in the Old Testament, which are sort of uh, foreshadowings, uh, to use the literary term, of things that'll come later uh, with Christ and with the Church. So, how is sacrament kind of? How is sacrament of baptism kind of? Uh, Foretold, foreshadowed. What what are the types in the Old Testament?
1: Well, we can start out, of course, right away in Genesis, um, in chapter one, already in verse two, and we look at uh, because the the main form of or the main matter of baptism is water, and in Genesis we find that when Je- when God formed the the world, the earth was formless. Darkness covered the abyss, and a mighty wind, or the spirit, of course, swept over the waters. So we see that mingling of the spirit and the water. In the uh, Hebrew, it would be ruach, that mm-hmm. wind or spirit that hovered over the waters. So and as we continue, we know that um, in the time of Noah, of course, water was a way to cleanse the earth of its of its sin. But it was also saving for those people in the ark, um, as water was a saving feature. And then, of course, um, as the uh, the Hebrew people fled Egypt under the direction of Moses, they passed through the Red Sea. And that passing through is also a symbolism of how the water opened and allowed the people to escape their slavery. Um you know, and again, continuing as Joshua crossed into the Promised Land um, over the River Jordan. And so we see these things. And finally, um, one very, I think, a neat way to look at it is in Ezekiel. In um, mm. Ezekiel um, says, I will sprinkle in that prophet, I will sprinkle clean water upon you to cleanse you from your impurities and from all your idols that will cleanse you and give you a new heart and place a new spirit within you. So we have a lot of typology or foreshadowing of baptism and the importance of water in the Old Testament in freeing us from our slavery. And of course, our main slavery is that slavery to the sin of our human nature um, that that our spiritual father and mother chose in the garden.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. If you're just joining us now, uh, Nick Bidelski on air uh, for Real Presence Live with Deacon Jack Lavalla. We're talking about baptism this morning. Uh, and we just went through some of those types in the Old Testament of baptism, and all of those are kind of uh, referenced in the, the ritual of baptism, which we'll talk about after we uh, go through the break here. But before we do, um, can we talk a little bit about uh, where we can find baptism in the New
1: Testament? Well, baptism in the New Testament, first of all, I refer to that as um, in John chapter 3, verse 5, when Jesus was talking to Nicodemus, and um, he, of course, was very confused as to how someone could be born again at an old age, and Jesus kind of cleared that up for him. But um, we also saw Jesus at the River Jordan, and um, in Matthew, actually, chapter 3, Verse 14, John the Baptist actually tried to dissuade Jesus or or say, I don't think I should be baptizing you, but Jesus told him that it was very necessary because, remember, Jesus didn't have to come as man. He didn't have to take on our nature. Mm -hmm. He didn't have to be baptized. But he did this in order to provide that example and to humble himself and in order to do that so that we could... Um, be connected with him and that we could um, follow suit and be baptized and um, and have the promise of eternal life. So this was very important and um, and of course we, we see that as soon as Jesus was baptized, the, you know, the clouds parted and the dove came down and God says, this is my beloved son, whom I'm well pleased. And so we know that this is Jesus Christ, the Son of God, and so through that experience of Jesus being baptized, um, we were made clear as to who the Savior was and what we were to do to follow Him.
0: Absolutely, and I, and I love that that revelation of the Trinity that we have there. We only have it a few times in the gospel. But you see it so clearly there when the Holy Spirit descends in the form of a dove and you hear the voice of God the Father as well. It's just such a such a cool moment um and that's why why we celebrate it every year, right? We celebrate that fea- great feast of the baptism of the Lord uh both in the the Western and the Eastern churches uh because it's such a such a cool moment and like you said I I, I always marvel at those moments in scripture where jesus does things to show us right like you said he doesn't need to be baptized he's god um but he is baptized and baptized by john the baptist who you know uh, it kind of shies away from it at first right and says uh you know i'm not worthy to do this and jesus says no go ahead let's let's do this so that everyone else knows that this is this is what we're supposed to do too um, and we also see baptism in the, uh, the Acts of the Apostles as well, right?
1: Absolutely. And Jesus actually, um, when Je- before Jesus was ascended into heaven, he told his apostles, go and baptize in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and make disciples of all nations. He commissioned the priests, our first priest, to do that and to baptize. And so we definitely know that that is a part of our, our commissioning as well. So uh, we're all asked to do that and to share in in the ministry of Jesus Christ. And I think you also brought up something um, that uh, caused me to think when you talked about that, the Trinity. And, you know, I think sometimes we—it's hard for us, first of all, to imagine the humility of Jesus because we are human and, and ego is an important part and pride of of. Of humanity, but I think it's it's almost difficult to imagine that Jesus would come down and take our 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 nature and Mm -hmm. be baptized and then, of course, to die. But every time that we walk into um, a church and we have the opportunity to dip our hand in the either the holy water font or uh, the baptismal font and make the sign of the cross, we are remembering clearly our baptism as we put place that water on our fingers and then move it to our forehead. And, and that, again, when we make the sign of the cross, sometimes we do it so, you know, we just do it so casually, because that's what we do, you know, we're Catholics, and that's a wonderful thing that it's like breathing for us. But to think about what we're actually saying, that I was baptized in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and I'm a child of God, and my life needs to imitate that.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Well, uh, Deacon Jack, we're going to have to head to a break right now, but uh, I'm excited after the break we'll talk more about the, the ritual itself, the matter and the form, and uh, some of the words and things like that. So stick with us here on Real Presence Live. Nick Midelsky, uh live from Wasika. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio
1: Network.
2: Honor your Father by word and deed, that a blessing from Him may come upon you. Sirach 3-8 Our priests guide us on the right path and teach us about our Catholic faith. At Real Presence Radio, we'd like to honor them for helping to deepen our relationship with Jesus. Each week on Real Presence Live, we honor our fathers with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. You can nominate your priest to receive special recognition by going to yourcatholicradiostation.com. And thank you to all our priests for your service to the Holy Catholic Church. We have all lost someone to the reality of death, some more tragic than others. I'm Father Chris Alar. While grieving is a natural process, it helps if you know how to navigate your way through it. As my friend Sammy Wood says, you can never get over a tragic loss, but you can get through it. Come to know the stages of grief, which are acute, integrated, and complicated grief. Seek help whenever needed, either from a friend or especially from medical professionals. There is no shame in asking for help. Remember, Jesus accepted the help of his followers while bearing the weight of the cross on his way to Calvary. Don't go it alone. Please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help.
0: You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. And welcome back. Nick Medelsky, Listener Relationship Coordinator for Southern Minnesota, broadcasting from the land of the fertile soil, Waseca, Minnesota. On the phone with us this morning is Deacon Jack Lavala from St. Charles, uh, over just east of Rochester there at St. Charles, Minnesota, in the parish of St. Charles Borromeo, which is really cool to live in a town that's uh, that's named after a saint. Uh, that's really cool. I guess the folks in uh, St. Louis and San Francisco are probably used to that. Um, but I like that we have a few little towns here and there named St. Charles and, and all of that. So um, thank you again for joining us this morning, Deacon. And we were talking uh, during the break here about... Um, you know some people some of our uh, protestant brothers and sisters especially they they have a hard time with um infants being baptized uh, you know they kind of uh, they kind of say well you know is a is a child really ready for baptism is it really appropriate to to baptize a child that can't speak on their own behalf yet and things like that so um you you had something that actually came up in the uh in the Liturgy of the Hours uh, this morning that actually kind of put that on your mind. Could you uh, share that with us?
1: It did. First of all, what a remarkable feast of uh, St. Therese of the Child Jesus. And we know that Jesus, as a child, was presented in the temple uh, by his parents, which was the custom, of the Jewish custom. And, you know, the, the, and of course, Jesus didn't make that decision on his own. His parents made that decision for him and following the teaching of the Church. And, um, and St. Therese of the child Jesus, you know, she came to find that her calling in life was love after a lot of searching and uh, the little things. And the, 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 the responsorial psalm uh, in the office this morning had a line from Job, and that line from Job's uh, chapter 31, verse 18, from the very beginning, O God, you came to me with your love, which has grown since my childhood. And I see that as when we used to prepare parents for um, baptism, my wife and I did in our parish. We talked about that seed, planting that seed. Which parents of us do not want to see love manifested in our children and for them to have the opportunity to go to heaven? We make all those choices. For them, we choose what clothes they'll wear when they first go to school, what food they'll eat. Why would we not choose heaven for them and and have choose godparents that can help us in that journey? So um, I just thought that was such an appropriate reading again of the Old Testament and Job, um, you know, and how important it is to plant that seed as a child and to let it grow.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. It's uh, it's nice how we have those uh, those moments of coincidence or providence, whatever you want to call it, right, where things kind of line up like that. So that's cool uh, that uh, we were able to share that this morning. Um, so not to get too academic, too formal uh, with things, but uh, one of the important things when we talk about sacraments is matter and form. Um, so... What are those, and uh, what are those in the uh, sacrament of baptism?
1: Well, just the the easiest way to think about it is in matter and form is matter is literally that. It's the stuff. It's the stuff of the sacrament. It is the physical things that we use for the sacrament. And the form is how that's actually administered. And uh, the signs, uh, the gestures, the words. Uh, and, of course, uh, the grace that comes with that, of course, is, is something that's invisible. But we know that, um, you know, Jesus came to us as the as the, uh, the, the image of the invisible God, so we know that God's there even though we haven't seen him. So when we think about baptism, obviously the, the critical matter is water, um, and that water is either administered by pouring or immersion, um and then, of course, the, uh, there's some other, we'll talk about later, but there's some oil uh, that that is also used in baptism uh, that is matter. But the form then, the critical form, is with the pouring or the immersion, is that we say, um, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And as that is said, uh, if it's pouring, each time that um, you, you invoke uh, one of the uh, one of the forms of the Trinity, you would say you would pour the water on or immerse the person, so um, three times, and um, so that becomes the matter and form of baptism.
0: Right, and that's um, that's even it's uh, you know, and like you said in a second, we'll talk about the other the other prayers and the other rituals surrounding you know that sort of. I don't know which, the essential act, right, of the baptism. Yeah. Uh, but because of that, that matter and form, uh, the church has taught um, always that anyone uh, who does that, right, with the intent to baptize someone as the church understands it, uh, administers a valid baptism. So it's a sacrament that still um, unites us with kind of the majority of our Protestant brothers and sisters, right?
1: Absolutely. And so, of course, anyone who would enter, um, let's say, if, you know, and we work with our CIA and our churches, and if someone who would be a baptized Protestant would enter, choose to enter the Catholic Church, um, they would not need to be baptized. Once you have been validly baptized in the Christian faith, you have no need for baptism again, um, you know, because you... you you are um, committed to uh, Jesus Christ as your Savior, and as long as you're a Christian, we believe that that sacrament is valid across our faith.
0: Yeah, I, I always love that that uh, that connection there. That uh, that that most of our Protestant brothers and sisters they may not have um, other valid sacraments, uh, but at least baptism is so. At least that, that that door, that gateway, right. At least they can get through that, um, and then they then they've got to come over for the rest of them. <laughs> but, but that's right. another conversation. Nobody yeah. Um, so, um, and I, I guess we should also mention, kind of uh, in passing, that uh, anyone, right? Uh, even in case of emergency, it's it's usually uh, deacons, priests, and bishops, even uh, who administer the sacrament of baptism and. Uh, you know, we've seen Pope Francis in recent years. Even, you know, it seems kind of funny because you think he's the Pope. He's got you know a whole bunch of things to do, but he still takes time out uh, to baptize uh, on the the feast of the baptism of the Lord, I believe it was. And uh, it's really cool to see, you know, the the Pope baptizing. Uh, I, I that that was very inspirational for me to see. But uh, anyone, uh, in a case of emergency, anyone can baptize, right?
1: That's absolutely correct. In fact, there are a number of stories of of, um, OB nurses um, who have baptized infants, um, you know, the moments after their birth in a situation where, um, you know, there may be a medical emergency, uh, questioning whether or not the child will survive. And so, right, a valid baptism, that's why we should never take it lightly. Uh, We want to be very careful about that to make sure that there is a situation that warrants that mm-hmm. and then to make sure that is that is uh you know recorded and and passed on to your local pastor because that that is a really important point that you make.
0: Mm. Uh so uh you know we 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 talk about that that essential you know heart of it but there's a lot of other um ritual that surrounds that act um could we talk a little bit about that you know there's uh, a few anointings uh that happen
1: oh sure well first of all you know baptism um as a sacrament you know one of the reasons that we need that is to be cleansed of our original sin and i know it's hard for someone with a little tiny baby to think this baby is stained <laughs> with sin but you know that it's taking on we, we take on that human nature and so we have Uh, we have the ability to sin it's part of our nature and part of the choice of Adam and Eve. And so that cleansing is very important, and that's what um, literally happens when we are baptized with the water. But also we need strength against the evil one. And I know it's really difficult sometimes, too, for people to think about um, having, um, you know, a prayer of exorcism uh, or, you know, an anointing Mm. for strength against, Satan, but that's so mm-hmm. important because we're always going to do spiritual battle all of our lives, and it starts right from the time we're an infant. Uh, there's nothing more than Satan would like to do, is to claim that child for himself, and so there is a prayer of exorcism that goes along with that. We claim this child to Christ, and then to strengthen, there are some oils that are used in particular. One is called the oil of catechumen, and the oil of catechumens is an oil that is blessed that is placed on the breast of the child. And it was not unusual for kings um, years ago to use oil to anoint their soldiers, or rub it into their skin for strength, Mm -hmm. going into battle. But this is symbolic of that spiritual battle of Satan. So it's uh, the oil of catechumens is to strengthen that child. And then finally there's an oil that is called uh, the oil of charism, which also... Is the, an olive oil base, but it contains a balsam, which is a very fragrant, and that's mm-hmm. anointed on the on the child's head, and it's so beautiful. We always tell people leave that on there. I love it when it's on my hands because it just reminds me of that beautiful. Our senses are so important, and it is that Jesus is priest, prophet, and king, and we share in that prophecy and that kingship and the priestly. Um, vocation of Jesus. And, and so that is uh, something that also we shouldn't take lightly. Um, and that reminds us, those oils also um, remind us that we are part of the ministry of Jesus Christ, right from our birth, right right from our baptism. So at, at a very young age. So I think that those are things that, uh, you know, the, again, know, we know that they strengthen us in our lifetime, in our battle against evil, um, in our goal to get to heaven and to help others get to heaven as well.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for joining us this morning, Deacon. We're coming up against our uh, bottom-of-the-hour break, uh, but thank you so much for joining us this morning, and I'm sure we'll have you on again because this was just such a great uh, conversation, such a great walkthrough, you know, uh, like I sort of said at the start of sacrament, that we all... Noah's important, but I think might not understand it more in depth. So thank you for joining us this morning, Deacon.
1: You're very welcome. God bless you all and to all of our listeners out there, and may they have a blessed day, and may St. Therese of Lisieux pray for us.
0: Amen. Stay with us uh, through the break here on Real Presence Live. After the break, we're going to talk to Jake and Christy about uh, the importance of celebrating baptism and explaining baptism to our children. Stay tuned